0: Welcome Ah, today. It is one of those days where you come in to work and you're chock full, chock full of stuff today. Uh, It's almost like overload. It really is. It's almost like overload today. Uh, I heard Goody's presser yesterday. Let's uh, let's not mince words. He basically said Aaron Rodgers is a liar. Um, The. Bucks, I, I I don't even have words. I part of me is in shock and dismayed and upset. The other part of me, in my head, said this was coming and we all saw it. This was a team that had no gas in the tank in a lot of fourth quarters this year. We watched them blow leads. Oh gosh, twenty five point leads to lose lose games, and to watch. I look. I'm not one to sit here and and call for firings, but last night they lost that game due to ineptitude. Coach Bud, period. Budenholzer blew that game. Budenholzer blew that game. What the hell? You you your your last drive up the court was garbage. Um, you 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 couldn't put anybody on Jimmy Butler. I, I mean there were times and you what's I'm so I almost swore yeah, I'm so need to call ups- out there. right I'm so upset at the way this whole thing went down because even the national guys that have played the game, guys that have played the game are laughing at the the moves or lack thereof that Bud didn't make. Not calling a timeout. Not putting Brook Lopez in for defense. Not switching off. Not having anybody come off the bench that could possibly call, guard Jimmy Butler. And just say, go get him. Just go get him. I thought that's what Crowder came in for. Drew Holiday couldn't keep up with him. There was literally, uh, God, it wasn't Vince Carter. I can't remember who the other... Um, analyst was on ESPN, but saying, anybody want to guard him? I mean, they were, like, making fun of the Bucks defense. They were making fun of them. On, on national TV this morning, anybody want to guard him? Anybody? You know, they're making fun of them. You see Drew Holiday, you know, kind of like jogging down the floor. And I'm thinking, does Drew Holiday think that there was a switch off, that somebody's got him? You know, you're, you're, you're watching. God love Pat Connaughton. He's just running all over the place. He's running. He's jumping. He's arms in the air. He's not keeping up with anybody. You know? I, I, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me when you know a guy is going to kick your ass and you do nothing to stop it. Now, others were hitting. I give them their credit. But... You take, you know, the the old adage is you either find their weakness and exploit it, or you take away their best, you know, offensive weapon and let the rest of the guys see if they can beat you. One of the two. And they didn't do any of it. None of it. Jay Crowder couldn't do it. Holiday couldn't do it. Uh, Grayson Allen couldn't do it. Pat Connaughton couldn't do it. They Lopez did as much as he could. As, the minute Lopez went towards Jimmy Butler, Butler was just dishing off and everybody else was hitting. So they moved Lopez back out. Uh, you know, it, 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 it was the most frustrating thing. And then your last shot is again, again, this – this whole thing of dribble, dribble, one-on-one, garbage basketball. It's a, it's an ugly, crappy brand of basketball they played in the postseason. Dribble, dribble, one-on-one, few passes around, you know, and, eh, you know, they take a couple of wild shots. Giannis is going to dribble. He's going to dribble real high. It's going to get batted. He's going to scramble for it. Then he's going to try to pick it up, run over three people, and try to lay it up or dunk the basketball. Uh, it's, 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 it's just, it's not what they played earlier this year when they were passing the basketball, when they were moving the ball around, they were, they were setting certain plays. Now they were running some double screens last night. It worked a, a magnificent per- perfection twice with Middleton and Giannis uh, on Giannis with the alley oop. I mean, it was, it was just perfect. It was perfect. They did some things really, really well, but th- I, you know, I keep hearing George Carl from years ago in my ears saying, you got to value the possession. They just turn the ball over and don't care. And not only do they not care, they don't even hustle back on defense. When that team clearly has the energy and is kicking your ass, you didn't match it. And I'm sorry, Giannis can get mad about, well, did we fail? And, yeah, you failed. You were the best team in the NBA and you failed. When you lose, that is a failure. You can learn from failures, absolutely, but you failed. Don't mince words. Quit trying to be be deeply philosophical and all this garbage. You failed. This team failed. The coach failed miserably. In the meantime, the underling, the coach that took over a a problematic child, they're still playing. The Lakers are still playing. Maybe it was Darvin Hamm. Maybe it was Bud that should have went, and Darvin Hamm should have got the job. Uh, you know, this was an embarrassing, embarrassing loss for a team that was picked to be this good. And, and then the braggadociousness about the depth of the bench and what they have and the matchups they can throw at people. And you, pardon the pun, Coach Bud, you look like a deer in the headlights. You look like a deer in the headlights last night. <coughs> Excuse me. Eric Spolstra has outcoached this team on numerous occasions. Numerous occasions. He's got your number. He knows what you're going to do. He's smarter than you. He's more aggressive than you. He's more energized than you. I don't normally sit here and call for coaching firings, and I don't know what inside the locker room and what that dynamic is and what the players feel, and you have to take all of that into consideration uh, if you're Bucs management and ownership. But if uh, there are guys that are inside that locker room at all frustrated today, and thinking maybe a breath of fresh air might be needed, then it might be needed. It might be needed. Last night, the same old, same old, Bud, you had zero balls. Zero. None. No adjustments, no timeouts. It's all, yeah, we should have did this, yeah, we should have did that. Shoulda, woulda, coulda does not pay the bills. Shoulda, woulda, coulda does not win you games. That's what a loser says sitting at home in their chair, smoking a cigar, watching the rest of it. Because you should have been there watching the rest of it like the rest of us. So that that was, that was garbage last night. Okay, I'm off my high horse. I'm off my high horse. Yeah, I know. And free throw shooting just, you know, it continues to be, you know, the plague. But then again, I mean, you know, Shaq won numer- numerous championships and couldn't shoot a free throw to save his life. Everybody knew it was the hack of Shaq the minute he got the, you know, the minute he got the ball. So we'll see. Now Miami advances, uh, and oddly enough, they're going to play the New York Knicks. First time the Knicks are in the postseason in 10 years, and they get the win, they advance. How about that? So they're going to be playing the Knicks. You still got uh, game six between the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies, which was a hell of a game last night. Uh, and as much as I love Darvin Ham, I hate the Lakers. I And I'm not a fan of John Morant, but I was glad to see Memphis knock them off. But I just, when you've got a team, it, it just, it's it's so mind-boggling to me. It, it just, X's and O's are one thing, okay? X's and O's, I blame on Bud. I look at him and I say, what did you do? What Did this team win in spite of you or because of you? And you almost now have to look and say, that team won in spite of you. Because I watched this team piss away numerous 20 plus fourth quarters this year i I just big leads just evaporate and they have no no defensive structure or ability and you can't when when you your coaching staff is supposed to put you in positions to be successful they didn't do that clearly they didn't do that okay on the other hand what i can't fathom is when you are considered the big bad beast and best, and and the words Bucks did not match their energy. And you're at home. Bucks didn't match their energy. That is on Giannis. And I know people don't want to hear that. Oh, he got You can't criticize him. He's got to stay. He's the franchise. We love Giannis. We all love Giannis. We all love him. There's. I don't deny that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. You saw their star, you know, Jimmy Butler. Playoff Jimmy is what they're calling him. Playoff Jimmy. Here's the energy. Playoff Jimmy. Where was playoff Giannis? Did he elevate? Did he grab guys? Get up? Chris Middleton. Somebody want to wake him up? Old and slow. Beat up, old and slow. Somebody want to wake him up? Drew Holiday, I mean, he kind of hustles. He hustles at times. But down the stretch, when you need him the most, and he's supposed to be the defensive guy, he's nowhere to be found. The guy you brought in to be that P.J. Tucker nasty ass, he's on the bench. Brook Lopez is everywhere. Pat Connaughton's everywhere. Grayson Allen, eh. He's a shooter. He comes up with some big buckets. But when you can't finish games and you can't match energy, boom, your coach has got to go. See ya. Don't let the beer cans of Milwaukee hit you in the ass on a way out the door. That's I just I it was so aggravating to watch. And all you kept hearing from the hometown broadcast, which is a whole other story, it was just oh the Bucks trying to match the energy. Uh, it's playoff Jimmy and it it's all these things. And just call it like it is. At least, at least you know when the brewers stink. You know, Euchre will get you. Can tell Euchre's inflection, Euchre's stories, Euchre's you know kind of isms. You know, you got a pitcher that walks a a batter in a key situation. He just walked. You know, whatever. You can tell. It's 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 not pointed criticism, but you get it right. Larrabee's pretty open. Larry will say, "Well, that stinks. That's a terrible play. He got burned. Whatever, you know." Larry sugarcoats it because Larry works for the team. But L- Wayne at least doesn't. Matt Lapay, uh, Mike Lu- Mike Lucas will make excuses until the day is long when it comes to the Badgers, and I understand that. But I love that call. That dynamic between those two guys and the working relationship between those two guys is fantastic. They'll call it. I, I, I just it, everything sucked. Everything sucked yesterday. There you have it. Uh, Tim says, Bill, everybody echoes your frustration. Pathetic display basketball. The Packers uh, and now the Bucks. Maybe this is the sacrifice uh, Jordan Love needs to lead our Packers to the promised land in the next five years. On and on and on. Bud always looks confused on the bench and never takes the timeouts till it's too late. Uh, I remember a few years ago, Timberwolves wanted to trade for Middleton, and the trade piece was Jimmy buckets. Bucks said no. Well, but but also don't forget that was because, Giannis. That's Chris Middleton's his guy. they they're they're, they're kind of like bookends, man. They're that match set. That's his guy. You, you don't. You know, what this franchise has done, and I understand it, I completely agree with it, is they have made certain things a reality to make sure that Giannis is happy. And one of the things Giannis said was, you put the pieces and the players around me that I need and I want, and I will win you a championship or two or five or whatever, okay? Okay. Well, they've done that, and they made that move for Crowder mid-season, and we all thought this is the this is the linchpin. This is now the deepest bench, the strongest team they've got. Bobby Portis, Bobby, put Bobby Portis on but- Jimmy Buckets. Put put Portis out there. Just say, Bobby, go get him. It's like the movie The Replacements. Grab him by the face mask and say, I, just go get, just go get him. Just go shut him down. Anything, you know, don't hurt the guy, but anything, foul him, right, Pants him, anything, do something. The guy's killing us out there. Nothing. No adjustments. Nothing. Just that stare, that little march up and down the sideline, trying to look and see, like, if he can't see if people's shoes are tied or not. Uh, is that, that he his loose shoestring, I can't really tell. Uh, man, we all need Velcro-like Skechers. I, I can't tell you. What, what the hell? It's like, come on, man. You got pants on your home court, and you blew another big lead. I can understand being in Miami. What I can't understand is the ugliness you portrayed down the stretch and the lack of energy, the lack of hustle, and you were gassed and looked old on your home court. Nice job. Nice job. There you have it. All right, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, I'll take your uh, calls and questions on that. Um, let's do this. Uh, also, I love the fact that Gutekinds went to the podium yesterday and basically said Aaron Rodgers is a liar. Now, he didn't say those words, but I just gave you the Cliff Notes version. Uh, I, 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 God, it was – you know what? I'll tell you the story when we come back. I'll, I'll do that. I'll tell you the story when we come back because it, it just – it was – it was it was two or three different phone calls last night that were unbelievably aggravating. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. And uh, give them a call. Uh, and also, you can call them 855-PELLA-WI for your free, free in-home consultation. 855-PELLA-WI. What they will do, they will come to your house like they did mine. They will walk up to the windows or the doors or what have you that you want to get measured. You can look at all the different interiors, the exteriors, the different features that all the windows have. You can look at vinyl. You can look at impervia, which is, you know, as strong as fiberglass or stronger. You can look at the three different styles of wood windows. You can figure out what suits your budget. They can get it financed for you, 0% for 48 months to qualified buyers. All these different things they can do, and then when it's all said and done, and summertime rolls around, and you go to open that window, and it just you can do it with one finger, and suddenly the breezes come in. Oh, it's so nice. And the roll screen goes down. Or you just got a clean screen in there. And at night, when it gets a little cool, and you're like, man, i in today's day and age, I got to roll it up. And, and you want to be sure you lock it, and it locks tight, and you can feel it, and it clicks. And you know it's locked. And in the patio door, you kick that toe kick over, and it, that little pin goes down, and the door won't move. And you know the only way anybody's coming into your house is via truck, or if they're gonna drive right through the place it's perfect it's perfect and you wake up the next day and you start the process all over again or it gets really hot it's 95 degrees you come into your house and it's nice and cool nice and cool why because you got Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin in your home I can't give you any more reasons I can go on and on I can talk about these things all day go to PellaWI.com that is PellaWI.com or call them 855 Pella WI Hey. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back, the Bill Michaels Show. Continue on. Glad you're on board today. 877-867-1670. 867 1670 Give us a shout. Uh, real quick, this portion of the program uh, brought to you by our friends over there at Nice Ash. If you're going to go someplace tonight and you're going to watch, the, uh, watch the, uh, the, the, the NFL draft, you may... Just want to kick back, relax, put a cigar in your hand, maybe a sifter of brandy, a good bourbon, and a good whiskey, sit in those big plush leather chairs and just watch the draft unfold. Take a sheet of paper with you, maybe follow it along. Good stuff from our friends down there at Nice Ash in, uh, in Waukesha. Uh, TheNiceAsh.com. That is the nice ash.com joining us now over on the hotline good to have him back uh, chad reuter joining us chad underscore underscore reuter over in the, the for the draft and uh, the nfl uh followers so to speak 20 plus years you can find him there uh let's uh, let's talk to him now chad how you been
1: i uh, i am doing great i'm in la uh, enjoying uh the life here with the network for the next few days and uh life is a
0: I was going to say, well, get you out of Wisconsin for a little while, right? You know, you get to spend a little time out yep. there. and Now, you know, you're in L.A., so it's Southern California. Is it a good 75, 80 degrees that's comfortable and not a lot of smog, or is it a sweltering 75, 85 degrees with a ton of smog and it's just nasty?
1: You know what? I've actually been here since April 1st uh, to exactly get out of Wisconsin for a while, and it's really been... <laughs> it's really been more like a high fifties to mid sixties with clouds and some sun. So it's been a really? little different kind of weather. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm not complaining about it one bit.
0: Okay. Cause that's, that's not the norm for out there. No, um, so not. let me, no. So let me ask you this. Let's start off first and foremost, now that the dust has settled and I posed this question earlier today, let's just say that CJ Stroud or some or Richardson, somebody falls to thirteen. You don't know what you have in Jordan Love, at least not when it comes to winning games. Would you take another possible quarterback as far as the franchise quarterback goes, or would you then trade back, maybe grab somebody else by a spot or two, take in jigba, take an offensive lineman, take an edge rusher? What would you do?
1: Uh I think you have to pass on the quarterback this time around. You've got too much invested in Love at this point. I think they wait and get a mid-round guy who could, you know, uh, become, uh, you know, uh, well, competition at one level, but at least a solid backup um, for Love, and uh, you can kind of go that way. But I think this, the team, really has too many places where they need people, and I think if you can trade down and uh, you know take advantage of that situation, great. Otherwise, you just pick the top player remaining on your board and and keep going.
0: What do the Packers need the most?
1: Well, I think it starts with the offensive line. Uh, I think before Jordan Love can have success, before you can lean on a running game, which you're going to have to do now more, um, you have to make sure you have the guys up front that can get the job done because you don't know about Bakhtiari really. You don't want to move Elgin Jenkins around more. Um, you've got some guys that are nice reserves, but you really need to have the horses up front to make everything work. It's, it's the engine of the offense, and, and they need to make sure that's there. If you get a, hey, look, if a great pass rusher is there, Nolan Smith or something from Georgia, you know, I, I get it. But to me, it starts on the offensive line.
0: Is there anybody that you really covet sitting at thirteen?
1: um i mean i do but I, it's so hard to tell who's going to be available right even at that point because you're just outside the realm of the elite players usually just depends on how many quarterbacks go who gets pushed down to you uh i would love paris johnson from ohio state to be there doesn't look like it's going to happen now uh unfortunately you would love peter skarowski from northwestern to be there he could play inside or outside for you he'd be really good inside if they want to go that direction, he could play center. He could play guard. Could play right tackle. I think he he would play anywhere. Those would be the two best offensive linemen. Oh, and Darnell Wright from Tennessee um, really played well this year at right tackle. So if they want to move people in the run game, he he's a legit pick. Uh, you know, at, at that spot too. So those would be the guys I'd be focused on.
0: Yeah, he, um, like you said, he's an actual right tackle. And and you know next year you're not going to have David Bakhtiari unless something totally yeah. dramatic happens and unforeseen. But he's not going to be there. So you really do not only have to think about this season, but then you have to start to think about that future and what they're going yeah. to need next year. Now, you know, in essence, they're going to have a ton of money, though, because Bakhtiari is no longer going to be there, and Roger's contract comes off the books because they could have upwards of $75 bucks. So if they do need yeah. a big tackle, they can always go out and get one. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, I'm saying my priorities this year, I agree with you on the tackle position, but my priorities this year probably go wide receiver because they only have five, two of which were street free agents. So they only have five and I've seen them go into camp with as many as 10, 11 at times. So, you know, you need a bunch of those, you know, you need some tight ends. You need an edge rusher because of Rashawn Gary. You don't know when he's going to be back and how, how good he's going to be. And then you've got secondary issues, and you're not sure what Stokes is going to be by the time he comes back either. So uh, you could pretty much throw a dart at a dartboard, but yep. if, if you really I, – I go with what Goody said in the postseason presser when he said, you know, we had talent, but we didn't put enough pressure on the quarterback defensively speaking, which kind of led me to believe that without Rashawn Gary and without another body or two next to Kenny Clark, they didn't have what they needed in the trenches in his eyes. So do you get the sense yeah. that he's going to go defense in that front as
1: well? They they could easily do that. And, like, I love Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. I think he would be a fine pick there, um, assuming, like, a guy like Nolan Smith is gone. And a defensive lineman that people aren't talking about a lot, that I really like a lot, um, is Tommy Atabare from Northwestern. And he's one of these guys that could be a top 15 pick that people really aren't talking about. And I'll be really interested to see where he he ends up going. If you remember, Tyson Alu Alu was a top ten pick not that long ago. Well, it's probably long ago now to most people. <laughs> but uh, but you know sometimes that happens. And his you know his combine workout and his play on the field with Northwestern, on a team that wasn't great, but you saw it where, where he could do with a team uh, in different. So I think he he might be a really good fit for them too. So they have some options um, in the middle of the first round if they want to go defense.
0: What do you think about Mozzie Smith, a big kid out of Michigan, as far as the defensive linemen go?
1: Uh, he's he's a solid guy. If they pick him in the second round, I think that would be fine. I, I've uh, projected them picking him before. Um, I don't think he's a guy that's going to get you a lot of. I, I think he's he's not really a pass rusher, so I don't know how high you can take a guy like that. Somebody may you know like what he does and just say, "Oh, Michigan's defense did it," but. I I don't I don't see him as that. So to me, it's a really uh, solid mid round pick. And you know, it's going to be those two second round picks. You know, you're going to get guys that you're going to need to play right away. So, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. I think receiver and tight end. If that's where they, they I think they got to really look at those two positions because I love Jackson Smith and Jigba. If they took him at 13, I'd be great with that because I think he can be Stephon Diggs or or uh, Amonse Brown, one of these guys that. He's not a leaper. He's not fast, but he's going to be where you want him to be. He's going to make plays after the catch. And we know Jordan Love needs to have receivers that are going to be where they're supposed to be. And that would be really important for him. But, you know, the lack of speed and stuff could push him down the board a little bit. So, you know, we'll have to see about that. There's going to be some good value in the
0: second as well at that position. I was I was reading on Njigba, and I, I read it earlier today I, when I go through our lead scouting guide. I was I, The one thing about Njigba is he doesn't have four, 40 speed. He's got closing speed, speed. And we've seen this with receivers yeah. before where they don't run great. They don't test great. But when the ball's in the air, they go get it. And that he his catch rate of above 80% two years ago is phenomenal. It's like anything that was thrown in his area, yeah. he's coming down with.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing is is that he tested extremely well in short area tests, which is his game. I mean, he's going to play in the slot. I mean, you, you could play him outside, but, you know, for the most part, he's going to work a lot inside, uh, and he's just going to be a stud. Um, so I, I really like him if, if the, you know, teams like him and Michael Mayer from Notre Dame another one, that his tests say he should be a lower pick, but his tape say he should be a, a first-round pick. So if they pick him or Smith Smith and Jigba at 13, I would not be disappointed because Mayer is not only going to help you as a reliable receiver who can make some splashy plays, you know, given the opportunity, and he's going to help the run game, which, again, they really need help with. So, uh, you know, either of those guys would be uh, decent picks in in my mind.
0: Uh, I want to ask your question when it comes to the draft and draft capital. What do you think – that, what do you think of Goody, what he got in return for the trade of Aaron Rodgers?
1: I thought he probably got a little less this year than what they'd hoped for. But next year, getting a two that could turn into a one that is likely to turn into a one is more than they figured, uh, that I figured they would do. I mean, obviously, their first, off, their first thing was like, we want two first-round picks, right? That was never going to happen. And the Jets were like, we don't want to give up any first-round picks. And, of course, that's not going to happen. So they've been fighting that in-between world. And the Packers gave up a little bit of value. The value they got was basically like a a second and a fourth. And then next year, obviously, they could get a first out of it. So overall, I thought it was fine. And um, just a little bit different, you know, uh, spread between the two years. But overall, it it is about what I expected.
0: Then uh, does this team, you know, because we don't know what Jordan Love's going to bring to the table, but does this team have enough talent to be a postseason contender? And I'm talking about just getting to the postseason, whether it's via wild yeah. card, say 10 wins, or, or winning the division.
1: In the NFC, absolutely. It's wide open. I, I think there's going to be teams that you know could be 9-8 and eight getting in. Um, I, I, just, I just think they have the ability, with additional pieces and staying healthy and all that stuff, you, you, you have the ability. Now, if you don't get receivers that that help out Jordan Love and and the defense doesn't come through, it could be a five or six win year. I mean, that's just the reality of it. But I think that, that if things go right for them, they can do it in this conference, in this division. Even though the other teams are, you know, picking up a little bit, I think they're close enough yet where they they have enough. If things go right, um, that they can they can get contend for that that playoff spot.
0: What does the uh, the the secondary in your eyes look like without Adrian Amos? And then obviously you don't know what Stokes is going to bring to the table, so you're kind of you're patchworking it early on to see how things are going to pan out.
1: Yeah. That's right. And and my guess is that they're going to pick a guy in the third round to be their s- starting safety and and very Morgan Burnett-esque, I think this year. Uh, Jordan Battle from Alabama is the guy that I've been leaning on going to them. I think they're going to find a guy on day two that's going to step into that, you know, get, get on the field for them right away. Um, and then they're just going to have to move around, guys. You want to keep Douglas outside and, and obviously Alexander. Um, hopefully Stokes will get back. But like a guy like Shamar Jean-Charles to me, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I really liked him coming out of App State. So I'm hoping he's a guy that can step up for them this year in the slot. Um, and then they're going to – you know what, They there are guys that you – three know, guys and undrafted free agents in the secondary that surprise. And, and I think if you hit those – if you hit that area hard after the draft or late in the draft, you can find a couple of guys that are going to be that fourth, fifth guy to provide some depth.
0: The, uh, the rest of the first round, um, is, is there going to be – do you feel there's a surprise in the making as far as some of the sleepers that are out there that could – You know, somebody could, because we know this time of year, we we hear so much about, well, this team talked to this guy and this guy's rocketing up the big board and blah, blah, blah. And it's all crap because we know Ted Thompson used to tell people, you know, he he had this guy, this guy, this guy in for visits and never chose them. He picked guys he never even talked to because he didn't want anybody to know he was interested in them. So give me your thoughts on some of the sleepers here. Yeah. I mean,
1: first round. some guys that haven't been in first round drafts that I've seen from other people, Um, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee is a guy that uh, is, is some people think he's one dimensional. Some people love him. So I think a team at the end of the first round likes his vertical game and uh, can, can explode. um, You know, teams are using stack. It's so funny. People make fun of, Tennessee's offense or saying it's a gimmicky offense or whatever, but by the end of the year, NFL teams were running stacked receivers all the time because they saw how it worked, how well it worked. So, like, a guy like that could really be great for, like, the the Chiefs, you know, somebody that can use his after the catch ability as well as getting them downfield. So that's one guy. Um, I love Cody Mock from North Dakota State. I've had him in the first round the whole time, and I think he's just one of those guys that can play all five positions up front and he, he's just a joy to watch play. And I, I think he's so he's, – to me, he's a better prospect than Trevor Penning was, who was picked by the Saints in the first round last year. So he's another one. Um, Trenton Simpson from Clemson isn't always included in the first round by people. And I think that's a mistake. I think he's he's more of a chaser, not instinctual. Uh, but I just think he's got a, he's. I think if the Cowboys ended up with him, he and Micah Parsons. Would be a great combination together as Blitzer's edge. And, and I think um, he he would be like teams like Detroit could look at him even at 18. I, I think he's that speed and that ability to track down the ball is so important nowadays. So I, I think he's another guy that should be a first-round pick that a lot of people don't necessarily put in their first-round box.
0: Chad, we'll get you back on after it's all said and done. The dust has settled, and we'll get your thoughts on how the Packers actually did in this year's draft, okay?
1: All right, sounds great. Thanks for
0: having Appreciate me. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go, Chad Reuter. Uh, Chad underscore Reuter, R E U T E R, the NFL draft or NFL Network draft analyst, and we'll get his thoughts on. Or we got his thoughts on all of this. We'll get his thoughts after the draft as
1: well. Good stuff. Did you hear that, Bill? Did Did you hear something he said there, thrown in with some of the other thoughts on where the Packers could go? Yeah, uh, I
0: know he said he would not take a quarterback.
1: He said, "Quote." I love that Lucas Van Ness kid from Iowa. Oh, yes, yes, love yes. Love him yes, as yes. a prospect.
0: I, I, if you were sitting next to me in the same room, i sure you would have nudged me or punched me in the thigh when he said that. I was thinking that when when he said it. little yes. smile broke out. Yes, there you go. You're on. You're on top of it, man. I, I never doubted you not for a second. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Uh, our friends at Camps they are looking for people. You could be one of them. Our friends at Camps they are looking for good people. They are looking for uh, for drivers, CDL drivers. They are looking for production people. They are looking for maintenance workers. And they not only are they looking for you. But uh, they are offering sign-on bonuses for you. Not a bad way to go. If you want to go to work for a tremendous company, a company that's been based here in the state of Wisconsin, Cedarburg, Wisconsin, to be exact, check out our friends at KEMPS, K-E-M-P-S, KEMPS. Give them a shout, and uh, or better yet, go to KEMPS.com, that's K-E-M-P-S, KEMPS.com. And you can check out the website. You can fill out uh, an online application. You go to the bottom of the page. Go to careers. Click on it. And at the bottom of the page, you can fill out the app. And they're hiring right now. So if you want to be a CDL driver, a production person, a cooler, an employee, a maintenance technician, $23 an hour hour, plus plus with new sign-on bonuses being offered for certain positions right now, go to KEMPS.com, K-E-M-P-S, KEMPS.com. And uh, and then at the bottom of the page, click on uh, click on careers, and you could find yourself a new career all right there at Kemp's. More to come, coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.